Hi everyone, welcome to The Last Kick. I'm Danielle Bamber and today's guest is David Wheater from Oldham Athletic. Hi David, thanks for joining us. Hello Dan, no, yeah, no problem, no problem at all. We're going to start with a 10 question quick fire round if that's okay. Perfect, my favourite. <laughs> Funniest play you've ever played with? Uh, Stu Alden could be up there, I think. Right, okay, good, uh, we'll go with that. Best football you've ever played with? Oh, flipping heck. Uh, I say Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank okay. at Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough days. Favourite yeah, takeaway? What, uh, what do you mean, like Chinese or Indian? or? Yeah, or Italian yeah. or pizza. No, Chinese for a takeaway. Chinese. Messi yeah. or Ronaldo? Oh, Messi. Easy. Yeah, I love it. He annoys me when people say Ronaldo. Yeah, he's just not. I mean, he's not got the magic feet. No, he, he's second, obviously, but no, nah, Messi. Easy. Good. Uh, Pre-match music? Uh, I like a bit of, um, like, flying the wings of love and all that stuff. Are you DJ? Like, are you DJ at the club? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, normally the kit men get it, though, at footy clubs, but if I am, I'll put a bit of dance on, yeah. Right. Well, it gets you going before a game. Well, yeah, sometimes. So, what football team did you support when you were younger? Oh, flipping it. When I was really young, I think it was, like, Man United when I first started watching it because they were winning the trophies and I thought that's what you have to do support the ones who, who won the trophies but I mean I grew up a bit and then supported Millsborough because I'm obviously from there and my family supported them Yeah, Something, that was yeah, pretty, pretty special when you started playing for them then That was mad, it was mad From watching them it was like it was a different world like football players it was just like something that you'd never be able to do so it was yeah, it was amazing playing for your hometown team Can't wait to hear about that after so, sport you most... Oh, I think I know the answer to this. Sport you Wrestling. Watch, yeah, I knew it. WWE, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Go on, what's the question? What I want to be? No, no, just which sport do you watch the most other than football? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely wrestling. But basket, get, basketball, I like basketball as well. Yeah, you get, uh, you get your kids watching wrestling, don't you? I'm trying, yeah. They're playing with me uh, on my wrestling figures and that. So, I'm, they all love John Cena. All the kids love John Cena for some reason. I mean... He hasn't even wrestled for about two years, and our, our kids love him for some reason. Just go around the house shouting John Cena. I bet you <laughs> told them to. Yeah, I did actually, yeah. Uh, best series you've ever watched? Oof, tough one. Um, that's it. Oh, flipping there. Uh, well, Designated Survivor's good on Netflix. Yes, love that. Uh, we've just watched uh, Manifest You're right. on like, Sky One. That's a good one. Okay. I think Entourage, can you remember that back in the day? Like 2000s, Entourage was Yeah, I've heard some really good things about that, so need to watch yeah. it. There's yeah. another one, I can't think of it. It'll come to me, but Entourage, I think, is, is brilliant as well, yeah. I'll okay. say that, I can't remember my favourite. <laughs> It'll come to you and you can tell us. It will. There's definitely one, it's in there somewhere. The greatest athlete of all time in any sport, in your opinion? Uh, I think LeBron James, basketballer or... I mean, R Ronaldo could be up there, couldn't he, for that? And Usain Bolt, I'd probably say them three. So you you said before Messi over Ronaldo, but you're saying Ronaldo's better? Or do I think you no, no, I think Ronaldo's a, a, he's a better athlete, isn't he? I mean, he looks aesthetically good. That's a good word, isn't it? Aesthetically. Very but, good. I'm impressed. See? I, I just mess on being a joker. But uh, now Messi's a better footballer, but I think Ronaldo, yeah, he's a, he's a better athlete. 
Messi's yeah. more natural, isn't it? Yeah, Messi's just got the magic feet. Oh, he's brilliant to watch, isn't he? I think you'd rather pay to watch Messi than Ronaldo. I would definitely, yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, what's the best goal you've ever scored in your career so far? I scored one in for Middlesbrough against Bristol City, but I can't find it anywhere. It was in it was in the FA Cup uh, about 2008, and uh, Matt Letizia said on the soccer Saturday it was it was like uh, Franz Beckenbauer, who was a German centre half, he was probably the best best defender of all time, and he he called me. It was said it was Beckenbauer esque, so I was I was quite pleased with that. But I can't find it anywhere. It's just not available anymore. I've tried, but can't find it. So why don't we ask our listeners to go and try and find it? That's their challenge, is to find that goal that David Wheater scored. I'd love to. It was Middlesbrough against Bristol City in the FA Cup in about 2008. Right. There you go, listeners. Go and find it, watch it, and tag us on Twitter. Some time ago, that, isn't it? Flipping out. Yeah, it is quite a while ago. Um, what's the best win you've ever had, then, in your career? Uh, I think the, the Bolton one where we stayed up on the last day, we were... Um, Oh, we were shocking all season, but we needed to win the last game and it was Nottingham Forest and we went one nil up and then they went two one up and with that with like five minutes to go and we uh, I actually scored the equaliser and then Wil- uh, Aaron Wilbraham scored the winner straight after him. That was the win to stay up. So I'd probably I'd probably say that one. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. I bet it, it was. I mean, when you're down and you're losing and then you come to draw and then win the game to stay up. I bet that was special. It was mad because we, we it was uh, when Olivia was starting school, my little girl, and she was going to start in the September and I was out of, out of a contract if we lost, so we didn't know what we were going to do or where we were going to be. So because we won, I got another year contract, so it all worked out. Yeah, well so it meant, it meant a lot to you then. Oh, did it, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic, yeah. Guessing you haven't got a golden boot in your career so far, seeing as you're a defender. Yeah, I nearly got one. I was one behind the uh, in that season. In I think four seasons ago, I was one behind the main, the the striker. He got ten, I got nine, so I nearly got one. That's pretty incredible for a defender. For a defender, it's not too bad, is it? No, it's good. It's good. So we've got this golden boot up for grabs, which hopefully you can get your hands on. Um. Top score at the minute is 19 from the Italian player Marco Motta. All you have to do is say the mo- most amount of managers in 30 seconds. So, David, are you ready for Can You Manage It Challenge? I'll try, yeah. I'll give it a go. Okay, time starts now. Dino Marmria, Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger, Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, Phil Parkinson, Neil Lennon. Dougie Freeman, Owen Coyle, uh, Lenny Lawrence. Oh, this is hard now. Ah! Uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, oh, flipping heck. Frank Lampard. Fabio Capello. Roy Hodgson. Sven Goran Eriksson. Uh, Gareth Southgate. Steve McLaren. Tony Mowbray. Gordon oh, Strachan. time's up. I didn't even think about that. I got me Middlesbrough managers in the end. I didn't even think of them. So you did really well anyway, but I'm a bit disappointed. You got 18, so you won oh. off the winner. I think you put 27 seconds on there. I would, I would, I would have got more. <laughs> I promise I didn't. I was egging you on. I wanted you to win. A bit gutted now, to be honest. I didn't even say my first older manager. 
I know you had them all lined up, didn't you, in your head? Oldham, Middlesbrough and Bolton. Yeah, I forgot about, well, I forgot about Middlesbrough. Was there, wasn't I? I'm mean, Darlington manager. I've, had, I've been on loans as well, so, yeah, shocking from me. No, I think that's pretty good score, David. Um, so, who would you like to challenge to come on and compete with you and your score? Uh, I think our good mate Chrissy Eagles, he'll do it. Okay. Your wife has kindly sent in this photo. How yeah. old were you here? Uh, six, seven. I think I've been seven now. Yeah, that's when I, I started playing for Teesside Athletic. You see all the trophies at the bottom. I think it was just after the uh, like presentation night at the end of the year. I, well, I won all the trophies, didn't I? All the best players. <laughs> but yeah, seven, I think. So was that the earliest you started playing football then? It was, yeah, it wasn't long before that. I think I played a year before that. I mean, I, obviously, you play with your mum and dad and your granddad at home and stuff. But I started playing at local leisure centre, I think about six. And, I was I was too good for him to be honest. And my mum, the coach said uh, he has to go play somewhere. So my mum took me to the to the local team, and that was it. Was Teesside Athletic just just around the corner from there? Your first professional team was Middlesbrough. How old were you when you signed for them? Not long after that, I because I went there when I was seven. Wow. Well, seven to like twenty three. I was there till. So yeah. It was, yeah, it was a long time, but uh, yeah. It, when I started there, obviously they didn't have an academy then. It was, it was that it was that long ago. So it was uh, that was good. We all used to turn up in all sorts. I, I turned up in a Manchester United kit once. And for Brian the Robson, team. Well, just for training at Middlesbrough. And Brian Robson was the manager there at the time. He said he, he came down and said we can't be having this. So that's when they set up the uh, Middlesbrough Academy. So because <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had all sorts of kits going on. I love that. I've heard some good things about Middlesbrough Academy. Actually, they've been getting a lot of. Um, different teams in to do education with the players. You had 140 professional appearances for Middlesbrough and then moved on. What was that like leaving a club where you'd been since you were age seven? It was weird. Uh, I didn't I didn't ask to move or anything. It was just um, Middlesbrough, they were struggling financially then, the club, and I think they were, they were selling a few players off. And they, they, I moved when they were in the championship and Bolton were in but they were like seventh in the Premier League, so it was it was a, it was a bit of a no-brainer to be honest. So it was, I mean, it was a fantastic move for me. But yeah, it was weird leaving home. But I mean, it feels like home now here. So it's you just, I mean, it's it's a career that's obviously like 20, 20 years at the most. So you just get on with it, really. And you mentioned Bolton. Obviously, most of your career has been spent at Bolton, and those days when you know you were in the Premier League were pretty special with the likes of Stu Holden. Mark Davies, Kevin Davies, obviously Mwamba. What was that like playing in the Premier League for Bolton? No, it was great. Obviously, I think playing in the Premiership with Middlesbrough was better for me for being a local lad. But yeah, at Bolton it was it was a great set of lads. Um, I mean, I mentioned Stu before. He was he was a great lad to be around. It was a good dressing room, but just playing at them grounds like Old Trafford, the uh, the Arsenal Stadium had just opened, the Emirates, so it was. It was fantastic. I mean, Anfield, just playing at them, them stadiums every week in, week out, it was what every player should should strive for, really. And obviously, Bolton did really well. I mean, there was games when you were at home and you are beating Liverpool 4-3. Mm-hmm. You, you're really big contenders for sort of top six at that point in time. Yeah, then I turned up, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, they were a top team. I think I spoke to a few lads that 
when Coyle came in, the, like the confidence went through the roof because he was he was like that. He was like a good man manager. But um, yeah, he just, I mean, we lost that semi final five nil, and again, Stu got injured. Fabrice had a heart attack on the pitch, so it was a uh, it was a tough year. The one when we got relegated, everything seemed to be going wrong. Yeah, so, oh. I mean, it's tough to see where they are now in league. Get going down to League Two, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. We've got a, a good new manager in, so hopefully it goes what it goes well for them. Yeah, I hope so. And you've mentioned obviously about um, Fabrice Muamba. What what sort of feelings did you have being on the pitch with you know that horrific incident going on? Um, out of nowhere, I guess, as one of your teammates. Yeah, no, it was it was mad. We didn't see it because I think the ball was. I mean, it was the ball was away somewhere else, but someone just shouted, "Duck!" Just said he he's fell over, and obviously no one was near him. But we we didn't know till I think most of us probably just thought he pulled pulled a muscle or something, like running back to his position. But I think once we first realised it was when someone was doing CPR on him. I think I think that's when everyone realised how bad it was. So then the crowd the crowd seen it, so the crowd just just like went silent so it was, it was weird obviously the game got cancelled so it was a yeah it was a tough feeling uh, especially being in London as well obviously we all had to leave him on that night he was in the hospital we had to come home so it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't very good and like you said it was such a close squad as well another name that comes to mind is Ivan Klasnich he was a funny lad wasn't he yeah I was talk, talking to Sue the other day said he he helped him come to the get come to the club and help him in England. So it was a, he was a great lad to have about. It was, I mean, he could get angry, but it was just so funny when he was angry. You tried to, you tried to get him angry. So yeah, it was a great lad. Every, everyone in that changing, changing room was, was good. So you've also played for England for over seven years, you know, growing up under 16s all the way up to under 21s. What, you know, was there some big games in there that you really enjoyed? And obviously representing your country in any sport is incredible. Uh, I think the first the first under twenty ones game was when I first really thought that I've made it, to be honest, because uh, I've started playing in the Premiership that season, and then got a call up to twenty ones. It was um, that was that was great. I mean, the youth teams, it, it's great to get called up, but you, I mean, there's so many players that play in them youth them youth teams. It's it's mad, but yeah, the twenty ones and even getting called up for the for the like the first team was amazing. Just being around, I mean, David Beckham and Gerard and all them. <laughs> It was weird for me. Yeah. And are any of those heroes to you growing up? Oh, Beckham. Beckham. I mean, Beckham, Fernand. But it was mad. I was, we were in Trinidad and I was, I was sunbathing with Rio Fernand. I was like, just, just me and him for about an hour talking. And Beckham came out and it was Rio, me and Beckham. So I was like sandwiched in the middle of them. I was, I was thinking, oh my God, what do I do here? <laughs> I bet you loved it. Oh, well, I did, but he got terrorised. Everyone in the hotel just piled in to really? Beckham trying to get his autograph, and he he, let, he went back in the hotel after about five minutes. Yeah. I was gutted. It could have been my uh, my my moment to get to know him. <laughs> yeah, it could have, couldn't it? I'm surprised you didn't wrestle tackle some of the fans trying to get in your way. I would have now. Thinking back at it now, I should have just leave him alone. Get away. And, oh, we could have been best mates now. <laughs> we made I got my mates back home and I could have had David Beckham. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't let them listen to that. I'll, they, know I'd, they probably know I'd rather have David Beckham as a mate than them, but never mind. <laughs> oh. 
So um, it's such a short career, David, for players, you know, finishing at around the age of 35. Um, I know that you and Laura have been really good and taken financial advice and things yeah. like that to make sure you save and invest in buying properties, etc. What would you be saying to younger players now that are starting out in their career? Um, 100% only trust people that you can, you, that are very trustworthy. The first ones I had were my parents. I mean, I was 18, when, 17, 18 when I first started getting good money. I spent my first two weeks' wages on a set of DJ decks from Argos for £200. And uh, it was just a waste of money. But, I mean, my mum and dad made me save money. And then uh, I got an agent and he put me on to um, some money experts. Uh, you know, that's what you need. People like that that you can trust to, to help you with your money. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'd say. People that you trust is the main thing. Yeah. But, uh, that's what you need, yeah. Save your money, don't spend on silly things. I mean, I've done, I've done that when I was younger as well. Christ, some of the stuff I bought was unbelievable. What's What's the worst thing you've bought apart from the DJ decks? Oh, honestly, some of the clothes. I mean, Mum's got them, them, them Ed Hardy stuff, the T-shirts. <laughs> Absolute shockers. I mean, go back home and I look at them, I'm thinking, what, what have I bought here? I mean, we go through, <laughs> we had a clear out here the other, the other week and I, some, some of the, Coat head with poppers down it instead of buttons and stuff. I think, what, what was I thinking going in that <laughs> shop and buying that? But yeah, no. You probably sold it to you well in Harvey Nichols. Well, that's the thing. I was, when I was younger, I was going there every day. I mean, there was, there was one shop in Middlesbrough. I went, honestly, I went to every single day after training and just spent on clothes that I didn't need. I mean, and looked crap, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so your advice would be to make sure that you get financial advisors to look after yeah. you and to you, definitely yeah and listen to your parents and save money well that's, if, you, if you if you can trust your parents listen to your parents <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily i was and you can but uh yeah definitely hopefully hopefully you can look after you can you can rely on your parents to be uh to have your best interests so now you're currently at oldham athletic what's that been like it's been good. Uh, it's been a tough year, but for me, the most important thing was being close to home and not messing about with a with a family and that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I just love football, so wherever I would have went, I'd have been happy. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to next season now, and hopefully we can get some players in and promotion. That's what I was trying to say. Push for promotion. When do you expect that your season's going to start? Is it going to be September? What oh, I, I don't have a clue. To be honest, I've heard. Should we ask Boris? Hi, Boris. <laughs> when this? I don't think he knows, does he? Flipping heck. I've heard aug end of August, September and October, I've heard. All of them. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be horrible if there's no fans allowed. It's, it's rubbish. So I hope the fans are allowed back in. And yeah, of course. I think August might be a bit quick, so I think September. You're 33 now. Um, what's the plans for when you finish football? Do you have anything that you want to do, or is there anything in the pipeline? Um, no, I've, I started doing my coaching badges, but I wasn't really enjoying it. But a lot of players have said, uh, a lot of coaches said, once you first start doing it, it's horrible. It's it's just nerve wracking. I mean, I'd ra just, I'd rather play in front of thousands of thousands of people than coach like 10, 10 lads when I first started. It was so nerve wracking. I didn't want to do it, but. Uh, and he started that silly interview things on me uh, Instagram, haven't I? 
that was something daft. I enjoyed doing that. So I've not had a look at those, so I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, I just thought one time just do a daft little interview with it was Spearing and Lonergan, two of my best pals. Just I just interviewed them, and uh, I think like media might be probably maybe my sort of way that I go. I mean, my missus says I've got a good personality for it, so. I've I've actually said to Laura that if you want to co-host any time on the last, I know she said yeah. I said it. Well, yeah, give it a couple of years when I retire. I I think I'll start. I'll start doing stuff. Well, uh, well, you know where to come. Thanks for joining us, David. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Go on. To come back on, I'll have to come back on and beat my record on that. We'll let you. Yeah. Not happy with that eighteen. You can get practicing. I'll I'll be gutted tonight, you know, thinking about that. I think well, some manager. Back on, I promise. I mean, Kenny Dalgleish. I mean, forgot him. No, thanks, David. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at lastkick_underscore.